I, I like to do uh, kind of like a running start. I'm imagining it right now kind of like <laughs> like starting a car by having it neutral, pushing it, and then getting it rolling down a hill. Then maybe eventually it'll actually start or, or I'll edit it to make it look like it did. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually what happens. Tell me your name again, please. My name's Terry. And, and Jana. You're Jana. Yeah. And Try it. I'm Pete. And you're Dre. Pete. And Dre. that's Jason. And Jason. Um, and I'm Terry, and that's oh, but Jana. Jana. rhymes with banana. Banana. I, I, I was Jana, gonna. Jana, I, Jana, I forgot for a joke, and then I actually forgot. And I was like, wait a second. Uh, oh man. So Jana from Reggae Fest, and then Pete the Doorman. Pete Sitch. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I suppose. I, I think the 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 common denominator today is like is event running an organization. Reggae Fest is uh, July 15th at Bayfront Park. Doors open at 12. It says rain or shine. And the se- yeah. 17th annual. Yeah, 17th wow. annual rain or shine because people are flying from all over the place. And, yeah, I suppose. You know, they, they got to come and do their thing, and that's why we keep having it. Rain or shine. <laughs> so 17 is, that's quite a bit. So how did it start initially? An interesting story, actually. Um, back in 2004, I had a friend named Peter Nelson from a band called Shangoya, and the older folks would probably recognize that as a band, uh, the Twin Cities. And uh, Peter um, was a pal of mine, and my daughter was playing steel drum in his band. He used to come out to the house and stay with us. Well, at any rate, one night he was coming out to the house, and he didn't make it. He ended up passing away. So uh, that was after a show at the old tap room. And so anyway, so a friend of mine, Mary Kane, had suggested we start a reggae fest. And so I said, sure, let's do it. And I just kind of jumped on that because we wanted to pay tribute to Peter Nelson for the fact that he was from Trinidad and he had brought Caribbean music to Minnesota back in the seventies and was a prominent musician down in the twin cities. And so anyways, the first year we gave a tribute to him in our program. And ever since then, I've been giving tributes to artists who have been prominent artists in the genre and, um, Sadly, because, uh, you know, reggae music had a big heyday back in the 70s and 80s, I guess you could say, that uh, we have a lot of older musicians. So every year I'm having to honor people in a memoriam in our program who have been fantastic artists. For example, last year we had to pay tribute to Robbie Shakespeare from Sly and Robbie. If you know that drum and bass duo, they had recorded so many folks in the industry in Jamaica and all around the world. I mean, they have performed with people like Sinead O'Connor. I mean, they were very prominent musicians. And so, and then people would recognize Toots from Toots and the Maytals. He passed away. And we've just had so many artists that we've been losing, Mm -hmm. which is sad. But at any rate, we've got an up and coming younger crowd of reggae roots artists now, if you will, too. People like Chronics and Protégé, Kabaka Pyramid. Um, some of these younger people are trying to bring on the and carry on the tradition of conscious reggae music, if you will. So anyway, so it started way back when, and I just have a passion for reggae and world music. And uh, I had been involved with the Two Harbors Folk Festival for many years, so I kind of had under my belt some knowledge about how to do music festivals and I was also on the board for the Two Harbors Kayak Festival so 
I just kind of jumped in with two feet and tried to pull this off. So we've been going quite a long time now, which is something I worked hard at and feel proud of. Has it always, did it seem like it was going to work from the start or is it kind of a miracle that it's year 17? Is it is it all going to kind of come together again? Oh, every year it's stressful like that because, you know, most of the sales are on at the day of the show and not as many sales online. Mm. So I never know until the day of the show what our turnout is going to be like, right? But I, I just kind of have believed in it and I, I do it for the mission too. It's, you know, for me, it's about my heart's in it. You know what I mean? So it has mattered less how I've done. It's been mattered more that, I'm bringing this message of love, hope, and equality to people worldwide through a music festival, right? So oh, sure, yeah. I just believe in the mission of what reggae music has been all about. So, and I'm a musician myself, so oh. you know my heart's in it in those ways. Are, are, reggae or is reggae? Yeah, I love oh, reggae music. Yeah. I love to play it. And Jana's played on stage here. And- yeah. Uprising and yeah, I was in a band, Uprising. I was uh, uh, years ago. I played with Prince Paul and the Conscious Party. Played with a guy from St. Thomas named Pablo Prosper. I'm a keyboard player, so and I write. So right now, I got a couple of songs in production out in Oregon with a friend of mine who's a percussion, um, famous drummer actually. And so I'm excited to see what he does with the songs I wrote. So oh, yeah. we'll see what happens. So. Was playing on stage, is that here? Is that is that the Wusso's connection? Yeah, I guess so. I've known Jason over the years because I have played here before and probably promoted here before and had him and his band at our festival before. Oh, Woodbine's been on the... That was a, is that allowed? Really, I, uh, a Scott and Reggae, that's a whole... Well, Scott and Reggae, <laughs> they're, they're... That's a whole thing. No, they're, <laughs> they're friends. Yeah, they're friends. <laughs> you know, world... Uh, you can categorize it world music, right? And Scott is certainly music out of the Caribbean, too, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And the food is, you know... Oh. Even though this started out as a memorial, it you wouldn't know it when you go to Reggae Fest because it's so fun and it's... It ever you know everyone's having a great time and dancing, and then to me a special thing is the food court because I mean how many different Jamaican food trucks come? Yeah, we have. Well, we've got all kinds of food this year because the lines felt like they were getting too long last year. So we've got all kinds of Jamaican food vendors, African food vendors. We have our staples that are out of uh, Duluth here, like Saigon Cafe and uh, King of Creams. Those are people who've been with us since year one. So a lot of these people come back every year. And a lot of the vendors come out of the Twin Cities bringing up the Caribbean line of food. So if you like to try different authentic kinds of Caribbean food or African food, we have things like people bring, um, of course, the jerk chicken, curried chicken. Curry goat, curry my curry favorite. goat. Ooh. There's oxtail. Yeah, oxtail. There's red snapper in a kind of a spicy sauce. Uh, there's samosas out of the African line. There's um, jalo rice, it's called. Um, different kinds of fish. Um, there's just a lot of different it's really that's that's a amazing food that's a, when, when we played it, it was impossible to pick because the lineup of fun food was you know stuff that we don't have in Duluth I wish yeah. we had a Ethiopian restaurant or a well now we do have jam rock I guess but yeah. you know yeah we got jam rock and then we have um like Tamu Grill is uh uh my friend Jojo comes up he um kind of brings a Kenyan line of foods then we have Liberian type 
style foods coming. Um, we have, this year I'm excited for the first time, we have roti coming, and roti is a food out of Trinidad. You might picture it as a big uh, kind of a tortilla that's stuffed with something like curried chicken, and it's absolutely delicious. And so we've got roti this year. I'm really excited about that. Oh it's a definitely a foodie event. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a good way to get people to come, I think. So. Yeah. 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 I think that's why picked both of you guys for the day because you've been running the reggae fest and, and love good food and love good music and good community and and pete sitch being here i mean pete fest we just had 11 11 years of pete fest and you've probably been doing the door at wusos for since we probably started doing shows yeah almost since we opened the doors and Pete's so into the music scene too, because I know you you you'll go and help out Charlie Parr with merchandise sales or what's what's some of your favorite stories of getting to hang out with some of your favorite musicians? Just hearing just hearing about other musicians, even famous musicians of like even Al Sparhawk just telling stories about how he's hanging with Robert Plant and you know, and just, just the random things out there, like Robert would just randomly go see them every time they played Europe and and it's kind of cool they got to hang out, I guess, this past time when they played the Willie Nelson birthday bash. Oh, you, were, you went down? No, I didn't go. I wanted oh. to go, but that would have been really cool to see that. But it's just cool to see that no matter who you talk to, these musicians are still the same people as, as if you just first saw them play on a small stage. You know, they're not, they haven't changed. It is kind of cool to see someone play in front of 10,000 people and then come play here in front of 80 Eight, people. Yeah. It's really amazing to see that still blows my mind that that people are still that that still do that you know it's I, really cool. i want to just add that um one of my favorite musicians is david lindley who did the lead slide guitar in jackson brown's song running on mm. empty if you guys remember that solo and he passed away about three months ago but he had come to sacred heart music center and i got a chance to talk to him for a while and i felt very honored because he's such a multi-instrumentalist i'm very sad that he's passed he was just a fabulous session musician out of la and it's just so cool when people like you say are here in duluth and um, get a chance to appreciate the music that they are able to perform it's really something that makes me yeah. think of Adrian Legg. Do you ever catch him? I saw David Lindley with Adrian Legg back at uh, Theater Cultural Center several years ago now. So he played here once, and he is the sweetest guy, and he's amazing. And he actually stayed at my house. And I got a call to see if he wanted to come back here. And I'm like, I'll save the date. But I, f I found out they're going to be at the West. So Adrian Legg is coming back to Duluth, coming up here shortly. I don't, I forget the day, but... He's going to be at the West Theater across the street, which is kind of a fun thing, too, to have across the street, you know, th that next level theater, a little bigger thing. Because so many, so many bands have started out here and you can only fit so many people in here and you got to move, move upward, hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Bob's working really hard over at the West to do great shows. He's bringing in a lot of great talent. So it's kind of exciting to see that happening, too. Right. Oh, yeah. We need it. You know, we, we don't really have, this is the only independent theater we have, honestly. That I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, that's what I, that's what I heard. Cause I, I it is entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> I have not well, done my it, homework on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's I mean, it's only place. what, it's only the Duluth cinema, you know, North and South here, if you will. 
And then, Bob, that's the only theaters we got, right? Well, the North yeah. Shore. The North Shore. Oh, in North Shore. Well, but then, that's yeah, not a know, movie theater, per se, you know. No, no, yeah, no. no. Movie and theater. I actually, you're saying. independent movie. Independent, yeah. 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 Yeah, Zeitgeist. And mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Zeitgeist, too, yeah. It's the only other one I can think of. I do want to see Asteroid City. I wish it was coming oh. into the West. So. Man, oh, by the time <laughs> this episode comes out, we're even closer to the Barbie movie coming out. Oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> the Barbie oh. movie. I... I keep hearing about this i don't even I'm, oh yeah my head is in the same yeah, i mean really the most exciting part is the the next doctor who is in that his name is shooty gotwa and man oh <laughs> what a what a talent <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of talent sure yeah duluth is kind of a particular place i feel like some people try to say oh it's just ever, like everywhere else in the midwest but i'm not true do you find that being in duluth helps your respective festivals at all like the community that 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 exists here or the talent that comes from here or comes through here yeah i mean we have there's a lot of things about this area that brings people to this area and they love playing this area mainly because i think wherever they first play they they always remember that and want to come back and play there again or if they play another show you know sometimes they'll try another venue sometimes and it works sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. but they'll always come back and play and then there's people that still will play here even after they sell out two shows practically and still want to come and play here, like Daniel Champagne. Mm-hmm. First time he played here, nobody came. And <laughs> now, oh. yeah, it's unreal. Like, that guy should be playing the, you know, Deck Auditorium or something <laughs> at this rate, in my opinion. I'm sure, yeah. In other countries. Yeah, yeah that's what oh. I'm saying at that level. Oh, wow. Okay. So, this tour, he's playing here in August 21st, 22nd, and he's doing 72 u.s dates is that what it is i think it was 72 right after doing these last run of i think it was over some other country everywhere he he tours all over he's from australia and he's always going somewhere and i he posts photos of the venues he's playing sometimes and they're they're big theaters this is probably one of the smallest rooms he plays (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool, though, that people like to come to Duluth. And I think we got to give credit to Bayfront Park, too, that, because it's such a beautiful venue. And the musicians that I bring and you know, I'm flying people. Like, for instance, this year, Conscience and Luciano, they're flying from Jamaica. Stoneboy is coming from Ghana, Africa. Allison Hines is coming from Barbados. And the people who come from all these countries are so impressed with how beautiful the venue is. And they really do love performing there and so the vibe is really awesome in Duluth and because it's small town it feels personable I think so I feel like the musicians really enjoy that part of the experience here it's hard to get people here for me because I've got to figure out transportation and pull everybody up like 25 people up at different times from the Twin Cities so you know because they fly in the Twin City it's more affordable so it's really quite challenging to get them here mm. oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah. once they're here they love it you know and well maybe so. they know how good the backstage food is because <laughs> when, when Woodline played Reggae Fest it was like no backstage food you've ever seen everything was like fresh mango and oh. it was like it was all delicious really good fresh food and, and not uh hot dogs or <laughs> chips or you know well the thing about my crowd is it's very diverse i got people coming from all over the caribbean you know they're living in minnesota and five other s- state areas if you will and they come down from canada primarily thunder bay but they do come because of the 
diversity. People love the fact that the festival brings in all kinds of people. And that's, I think, the part about Duluth that's cool, too. It's very welcoming. And when we have our festival, everybody's having a great time, you know, and no one's having disputes, you know what I mean? And, I mean, all kinds of African nations are represented at our event. And people literally come up and thank me over and over when I walk out in the crowd and thank me for bringing the festival to Duluth because it's a needed, diverse event. And... um like I say, people love that and appreciate that. And it's an affordable festival. I mean, yeah. it's it's because how tickets were as low as well this year. Right now, they're at sixty five bucks for an adult, and you know you can get a little bit of a break online in advance. Um, that advance sales ends June, mid June, so that I can just kind of get to selling tickets i i'm challenged to sell <laughs> that 65 bucks and make all the expenses get paid for but uh yeah i try to make it affordable because i know that people travel and i know that it's expensive to stay in duluth in the summer so i try to do my part with that too right try yeah. to help people out well if taylor swift tickets are going for 1200 to 15000 <laughs> Yeah, it's really something. 65 huh? is pretty affordable oh, for yeah, an all-day yeah. amazing oh. experience. We have great sponsors, too. I should mention that Ooh. if that's okay. Sure. I mean, you know, I've had 20 sponsors kind of basically that's about the number that comes. But the sponsors keep coming back every year. And if they don't give me cash, they give me in-kind services. And I appreciate that so much because it's a hard event to pull off. And I'm I'm very thankful for people like Burnix, Fox 21. Uh, we got Lux Photo Booth that are sponsoring us. Grandma's and the Garden. You know, Tony Bronson there helps us a lot every year. Arrowhead Printing and Twin Ports Nightlife, Duluth Grill, Tom Hansen and Jama help so much with just trying to help us with feeding some people, right? Mm -hmm. So Centricity, my bank, they're great. The Reader, uh, radio stations, it's kind of awesome that people come on board and help us out. So we really appreciate that too. So shifting scale a little bit, because it's like the venue here is a lot smaller, but the length of the festival is a lot longer. So what is what is the origin then of Peat Fest? It just kind of happened one year. <laughs> well, and oh, it was kind of a massive crazy. birthday party. Massive birthday party. Oh, I see. Okay. That's kind of where it started. But this is at a time there was really no music happening that weekend or something in town. So it just kind of happened crazy at first with too many bands in one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it kind of got scaled back. <laughs> when Peat first years. started, it was like... <laughs> I booked eight bands per night. It's like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> your mind's thinking festival. What do you do for the festival? Oh, there's like eight or ten bands in a day. You don't think on a smaller scale when you're thinking festival. Well, when know? it's seven days long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it ends up being a little much. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is it at now? What did it kind of like equal out to? Now it's about... Two or three per night, roughly, on average. And then how many nights does it go? This year it went seven, just because it was kind of... It started on a weekend and ended on a weeknight, so... Oh, yeah, right. I kind of rearranged it different this year because of my brother's wedding, but... Oh. Uh, (laughs) But it still worked out. It was... Every night was pretty pretty solid. It was a good lineup. Yeah. And a why not was here, and they were awesome, and then just a little... They were just just at Bayfront. Bayfront opening up for uh, Hippocampus. Which is really cool. So, so again, they're kind of bipping around to yeah. But different... then they'll come and play a small place like this, and right. then they'll go do a, play a show for however many people at Bayfront. Right, I really like cool. a, a Craig. A... Oh, 
Alexander Craig. Alexander Craig. Yeah. That was a From I didn't Crankshaft. I didn't really know what he was up to, but that that was a cool. See Pete Pete finds some really different stuff, you know, cuz it's sort of the opposite of one week live Pete's birthday bash and it's literally Pete doesn't do the door and he gets to pick every one of his favorites. And then there's usually new bands that I have yet to hear, which I'm like, you know what just happened to work out that you're playing around the same time and they come and they just like, wow, this is really cool. It's right after school gets out. So younger bands can tour and it's usually actually a really slow time. Usually for music, we used to not do music ever. That was weekends because it was graduation weekend. It was, you know, everyone's moving, getting out of school. And I forget even how it worked out, but it was like, what if we had this birthday bash Pete fest? It's like, okay. Yeah. And it, it's been actually super fun. I mean, Right after COVID was one of the funnest times. Oh, yeah. It almost felt illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Sparhawk's new band played Duracho. Duracho, the very first show. Their very first show. And it was like, whoa. And yeah. it felt illegal because everyone was in shelter for over a year and then we're having an indoor festival. And, and it's storming outside. Oh. And everyone's just inside. <laughs> we're just all jamming. Like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Even <laughs> though we shouldn't really be doing this, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> what was the effect of COVID on, on your festivals? Well, we had to take a year break. We couldn't have it's it in 2020 yeah. because things were just shut down. down everywhere, so. yeah. So, yeah, well, because I know, you know, obviously some places tried to do some sort of online equivalent, but. I suppose I suppose it just wouldn't be the same. Just sitting, <laughs> sitting at your, your computer. Plus, you can't fly oh, from yeah. Ghana. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything was messed up. And does everyone feel like things have just gotten different and kind of unusual after COVID? With oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. different ways. Things are definitely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, shows are early now, which is nice, but there's no late night food anymore. Yeah. Well, there's starting to be a little bit, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, when this place opened, the Jade Fountain was a Chinese restaurant, and they would be open till midnight, midnight and yep. we'd bring Oof. bands over there, like, you know, other spots. After COVID, even, like, the gas station was closed. You couldn't even get a frozen pizza. So oh, right. you've got, like, three bands staying at your house, and you're like, I guess we're having rice roni? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it is different, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that we're... Not having to listen to music till 2 a.m. all the time, though. It's mm. a little bit easier mm. for the body. It, it is a little easier now. <laughs> My customers want to know where the after party is after the after party. I know. <laughs> right. They're really a late night crowd, and it's a cultural thing. I mean, in, in Jamaica, when I go to shows down there, the headliners start at 4 a.m., and they go till seven. It's like, oh, wow. are you kidding wow. me? I can't do this anymore. Wow. Yeah. No. I got to remind our performers, though, the show's done at 11. So chop, chop, let's to go. go. Yeah, That's heard, funny. Yeah. How, I mean, it, wrangling reggae artists is, they're, they're not the most timely. No. I got to say, out of all the bands I've tried to wrangle, reggae bands kind of are on island time. That is true. <laughs> and I have a great stage manager, Angie, who keeps people moving. Mm. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's much needed, I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. What are some of the other like, kind of logistical challenges that you guys face? Sometimes you get the last minute cancellations or the oh. last minute like trying to find a fill-in or maybe th- there's a van breaks down here or somebody breaks down you know there's all the weasels things or maybe there's sound issues or there's but you always find a way to 
make it work somehow it just oh. seems to find its own way yeah it kind of just duct no matter it together, what even there's yeah. always that's what's so cool about this community we've had a show here i think where somebody needed a keyboard paddle bang there's scott lillo sound extraordinaire will you know just kind of find a way to get a pedal to somebody you know just at last minute yeah. so. oh. and I'm, it's the same way probably for the reggae fest too if there's any last minute yeah, you know. we've had a few cancellations in the past, and one in particular was the first year that I tried to run a two-day event, and then our Sunday performer, apparently the story goes, was in bad management, and so the person, the artist never showed up. It really affected our show, and it oh, caused wow. me to not be able to try to do two days again i mean it was that bad but i spent the whole weekend of my festival trying to arrange for another artist to come and we got somebody to come out of i think it was out of atlanta actually but wow that was hard so i work with a talent buyer now that i can trust and make sure that people deliver the artists because it's just crazy hard when they cancel so yeah on that scale especially yeah yeah it's really hard but I I, uh, I have to give uh, kudos to Sound Central, too, who I work with a lot for our event. You mentioned Scott. Yeah. He's awesome. And Sound Central. And then also T&E Concerts, who do our backline. They have been just wonderful companies to work with. And they're right out here in West Yeah, yeah I and know. And they're so great. They're and they're so, so great. They've yeah. helped me out so much. So much. Yeah. It's really remarkable, the quality of services that we can get in our town, right? Mm. What are some like just really fond memories of from over over the, over the many years now you guys have been doing these things? <laughs> so years ago, we had an after party. So it's whatever. It's two in the morning, and everybody's trying to get into their hotel rooms. I think we we're at the Radisson that year, and I got a knock on the door about three a.m. and it was a guy named Junior Reed. <laughs> he knocks on the door. He says to me, "I don't want to go." He was. Having too much fun in Duluth. I just said to him, get on the plane. And I shut the door because I was exhausted. <laughs> but that's kind of my point about people love coming to Duluth. It's <laughs> funny to me. And then Gramps Morgan from Morgan Heritage, if you know that band, he comes to the park and he stares at Bayfront Park and goes, this is a great venue. Your show is going to grow. And he's very confident that you know, our show would grow because he just thought it was such a beautiful park and a wonderful area. What what Marley was playing when we played? Uh, we had Kamani Marley. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was so fun to watch him watching the band before him. He was uh, definitely very fragrant <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a very giant fragrant Yeah piece hanging out mm -hmm. and uh i was like wow this is like out of the movies you know just for real yeah. i'm like how is he gonna sing and he did yeah <laughs> he was very nice i i actually wrote a song about his dad's song one love everybody knows the song one love right so it's a song about a song and it was kind of giving appreciation for the message in that song i sang it to him while he's sitting in his van <laughs> just to show him that he had a van he was in a van. <laughs> I sang to him in his van. Just a regular van. Just a regular van. Oh, man. What, do you remember the lineup of First Pete Fest even? I can't even. Oh, boy. We should have went back and find, found some old calendars. I think what Mary Bew played, Look Down Moon. Look Down Moon. Low. Low played the First Pete Fest? Low played the very That's first That's not one. when I bashed Mim in the mouth, I hope. 
Yeah. That was the very first, yeah. Oh, and that's a memorable moment. Yeah. Oh, my god. I went gosh, to move a was... monitor, and Lo was playing, and Mim couldn't hear herself, and I pushed the monitor a little closer, and it wouldn't move, and then it did move, and I had her mic up so loud because she was singing so quiet, and it, bam, hit the mic stand, and popped her in the mouth and oh, split uh, her lip open. Oh, Jackie. Oh, <laughs> and everyone like stopped and I looked back and the place was packed. And that is one of the most embarrassing days of my life, actually. But the show kept going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> where, and where did you have that first show? It was here. That yeah, was here. Okay. Yeah. It was a lot of, you know, a lot of great people that have played that. The very first one, I mean, that was... and been fun ever since jeffrey james jeffrey james miss jeffrey james a lot from uh, wherever he is yeah. so has it always been here then yeah uh, and then has has it always been at bayfront mm -hmm. yeah okay. the after parties have moved around but <laughs> oh, well, sure. yeah but the, we've always been at bayfront yeah you got to move the after parties so <laughs> yeah <laughs> got to find room for the after party yeah. now we're in two clubs actually <laughs> where is it this year we're going to be at aces and spurs on first yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's gonna be a, that's gonna be wild. It's yeah. always wild. That's a little too wild. <laughs> yeah, crazy wild. <laughs> People are having a lot of fun. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I got another story about our first festival. Sure, if I yeah. may share. So our first show, we had um, culture, and that was an artist named Joseph Hill from the band Culture. They were a prominent reggae band, and it happened to be the last show that he ever did in the United States because mm. he was traveling in Europe a month later in August, and he passed away. Mm. So that was very sad, too. Mm. So like I say, to my point about, you know, we have some aging artists that kind of that's the history of our first show. So not to be a downer here well, because no. I got a lot of great young talent that we've had too, you know, but I mean, it's just, it's just part of the culture, the reggae artists. We've got a lot of aging ones that have been performing, you know, kind of from the earlier times of reggae music, even ska, soca artists have been passing away. We, and like Calypso, we just lost Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Yeah. People, people know that too. Yeah. So Toots and the Maytels, actually, I, I saw them way back at First Ave, and that's what got me into First Ave. That they're handing out flyers for the Scottalites, and so that I hit up First Ave to open up for the Scottalites, and we got the the gig opening up for the Scottalites. Oh, that's very that's cool. That's what got me into that, that whole world. Yeah, I've talked to Toots uh, outside of First Ave myself when he's, he's hanging so outside good. the bus. He's such a nice guy too. He's really a nice man. I thought it was so funny when he's he's you know he's always dancing, but he forgets he's singing. So it's like the sound person must have a hell of a time because the mic is up and then he's dancing and the mic goes away. So it's like it's, <laughs> you only get like half the music. <laughs> yeah. But it's so fun and everyone's dancing. It doesn't matter. At least he wasn't throwing it at the stage lights. <laughs> Remember that band? Yeah, oh, wow. This one band was swing. They started doing that and then that they was... started throwing the mic and blowing out all the stage lights. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Those are like 300 watt light bulbs. You're gonna get electrocuted. What is the worst thing that's happened at at these? Oh boy. Uh, oh, because... what about the the guy that <laughs> put blood all over you, Peter? Oh, called oh. him out. Well, <laughs> we edit that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it out there. No, he's he's actually a cool guy, but at that time, I don't know if he was just not there. No, he wasn't there. Mm. <laughs> Let's just say. They took a keyboard or something, smashed it into pieces, mm -hmm. and 
I think he cut himself up after he cut himself oh. by trying to rip it apart, <laughs> and then he just kind of touched me, and there oh. was some rub, rub some all blood over all over me, oh. and Ugh. but yeah. you know, I'm just like okay. <laughs> That's that's the first, you know. You weren't super happy. <laughs> well, I was just, I wasn't sure if this. I didn't know if it was a sign, like am I being marked for something, or <laughs> I didn't know what to think. Yeah, like I when mean, a crazy guy comes up and does that to you, what do you think? Yeah, that's a lot to <laughs> do. You know? yeah. yeah, it's a lot to digest when you're kind of just chilling there, working the door. Or what's know? the band that jumped off the stage and jumped on the wall and jumped? Oh, porch nights. The porch nights. Oh, Those yeah. guys. Their show was insane. I'm like. They jumped off the stage, like towards the bathroom, with while playing a solo, and then (laughs) jumped onto the wall and like kicked off and jumped back and landed on the stage and kept going. It was like how I don't know how they did that, but that was impressive. Way back there was scary times, punk shows and mosh pits and eighteen stitches and broken glasses and Mm. which we 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 got a little we we got a lot mellower. But nowadays, you think, oh, the most crazy shows would be a metal show. No, actually, they are, they're not as crazy as you think. I think the one, the old school hip hop shows are more crazier than the metal shows or the punk shows. I think oh. the craziest crowd is the country crowd. Country those crowd, guys yeah. drink like uh, holy cow. super oh, duper. All those cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm happy that although we have a younger crowd you know 25 to 44 is kind of our demographic but they i always hear from police how nice our crowd is which i really appreciate that mm-hmm. i'm not having to deal with a lot of insanity <laughs> well the the, the 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 devil's lettuce is a lot mellower than whiskey <laughs> you know there is a stereotype about reggae music isn't there <laughs> i heard something does it fill up generally for shows most, or... most most nights, nights. Most yeah. nights yeah okay so that's a that's a pretty good sign so if you know the, the cafe you can kind of get a good judge of about how many people that is almost full most, most nights, nights. Or, or like really full mostly full and then once it's, or twice it's like, it's kind, hmm, of like kind of a mellow night yeah but when you're yeah, like raging kinda... for seven days straight it's like it's yeah they're lot. not all gonna be you know tens it's, or whatever it's, it's hard to have home runs every night yeah, yeah. that's impressive you do seven days <laughs> yeah. yeah that sounds good Tiring. Then it's time yeah. for a nap. We don't do music the next weekend. No. <laughs> Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. We run about, well, our number is about 3,000 people are coming to the park. Okay. And all told with comp tickets and everybody, we're at about 3,500 now. Okay. So, um, so yeah. With that many people without incident, that's, or without too many incidents. It's the remarkable least. to that's me re- that's that great. people are so well behaved. It's a really good crowd. It's a really good crowd. Well, yeah. both, both, both fests are, yeah. yeah. But it's, they're earlier, yeah. they're family friendly. Oh, they're, yeah. We have to ask some of our artists to do radio style shows for their lyrics because, mm. especially with the dance hall artists, you know, those are the kind of, uh, uh, risque kind of lyrics, you might say. That's mm. you know, J- Jamaica and the Caribbean is not as. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? As far as they're not as uptight about sex. I don't know how else to say yeah, it. Uh... <laughs> so they get to into some risque um, <laughs> lyrics. So because we're a family event, we ask people to use their radio 
lyrics. What, what are they sometimes. switching the words to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. I just know that sometimes I hear some of our customers say, they need to use cleaner lyrics. And I go, okay. That's kind of funny because when I was backstage, I was like trying to hang out with people and the accents are so thick. I'm, I'm like, wow, I, I don't even know what you guys just said. <laughs> Uh, I have a husband of 17 years that's from Jamaica, yeah. and I have to tell him to slow down and talk because I can't understand him sometimes, and I try really hard. But he gets kind of like wound up and talking fast, and I got to say, please repeat. I don't know what you mm. said. I just should, you know, I kind of told you about our lineup, but I should also make mention that we have some Minnesota bands coming too. We've got Dread Eye Dread coming up from the cities and Roots Within, who were based kind of in Hawaii, are I think coming out from Grand Rapids area now. So we've got them coming. And then our DJ is DJ Sound of Fusion. He comes up from Minneapolis and very popular DJ down in the Twin Cities. So we've got quite a lineup and I really hope people will come out and appreciate the the quality of the musicians. These are all world-class performers that are coming. So I hope people come and enjoy the show. It's going to be really something this year. Yeah, and that's yeah. Saturday, July 15th at Bayfront Festival Park. Doors open at 12, runs until 11. Yep, that's it. Thank you. And you, you're going to make sure they stay on time. <laughs> that's Angie's job. <laughs> What's your hope and dream for next Pete Fest, if you could pick one band? Oh, wow. You know, it'd be kind of fun just to see if anyone's still maybe playing that hasn't played. I try to get people that haven't played in, in a while either. And this year, actually, we did get a few bands that haven't played in years. So maybe another one will will happen. We'll have to see what happens. Brushstrokes reunion. I tried. To, I did <laughs> yeah. it once. Maybe it'll happen again. <laughs> Dan Dresser, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that was fun, even though everyone was in their own. But when they played together, that was fun. I don't think there was ever not anyone at that show not having a good time. Yeah, the Brushstrokes, that was an all-star band. That was Dave Malin, Dan Dresser, George Ellsworth, I mean, Chris Eddy, Steph, Steph Longstreet, Dykema. And of course, Cheer. Jeremy Olsen on the drums. There was just something about that band. If you got to see him back in the day... Like, wow. They they transformed this place into There's like some... a dark carnival audience <laughs> type. It was just, just that it was just fun, but it wasn't everyone was having a good time. Like and they always packed the place. Like if you, if you could resurrect a band, that would be That would be one. one. <laughs> just because it's a super group in its own way. Like if you kind of hear them individually doing their own thing or whatever. But George has played with everyone. You know, including a reggae band, Maxicota and Modern oh, sure. Life back in the days. So. Yeah, right. Max I remember Dakota. that. Sure. Yeah. I think I got a friend request from him recently. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's he doing I now? I think he's like in L.A. or something. Yeah, he's been in California, to my knowledge, oh, but wow. I haven't heard of, of him for a while. Now, that oh. would be a reunion at Reggae Fest. <laughs> if they ever, yeah. if it ever were happened and things were on good terms. And George was with him and... Who else was with Mac? I'm trying to think. He had now. different friends. Steve Isaacs. Steve, Isaac Steve, yeah, that's right. And then Kenny, um, I don't know if that long, if Kenny played drums anymore, I know there was Kenny or that other guy uh, who drummed with. I wonder if Luke, did Luke, Luke Perry play? Oh, Perry Luke too. did for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, yeah. yeah Luke, did. Luke was who played with us in Uprising, yeah. yeah. Don't want to be next to the snare drum, though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Keep you on time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been super fun. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you for having us have the opportunity to yeah. talk over these things. It's great. Yeah. Thank you both for coming. Festy besties. Yeah. And fame helps. <laughs>